Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to complete a busy day. Not our day, but the day for Jesus and his disciples as recorded in Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41 end the chapter and the events of that day, which included many parables and lessons for the disciples. The day will close with a retreat from the crowds and what we might call a new kind of miracle. Now, the disciples had seen miraculous healings and demons being cast out, but this was different, and it got their attention. This one caused them to be afraid. Healings didn't make them afraid. Even demons speaking and being cast out didn't make them afraid. But this miracle struck fear and wonder into their hearts. What was it? Why did it cause the disciples to fear, and what lessons should we take from this? Answers will be revealed as you listen in this week to the message entitled, Who Then Is This? It's our joy this morning to return to the Gospel of Mark, and our target for today is to conclude chapter 4, and I believe we will hit that mark. I once heard the expression or the label, the busy day, used to describe one particular day during Jesus' extended ministry in Galilee. He was there for about a year and a half, and this day has more details, more information recorded about it than any other day, unless you would count all the words of the Sermon on the Mount, and even then I think this one is more. The busy day label is because there's just so much recorded of the events of that day. And why that day? I mean, every day that Jesus was there, he was thronged by people in a constant barrage that anyone would have found exhausting to endure. But this day, though, was a turning point. We've been saying this over and over, but you need to understand this as you put together the the story of the life of Christ. It, It began with the predictable crowds of people who showed up in the morning, and Jesus went down to the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and he sat in a boat there to teach and talk to the people, as he did often around Capernaum, which was his headquarters during that time. During that day, though, the Pharisees and their scribes along with reinforcements who had been sent from bad theology headquarters in Jerusalem, they came up there specifically to declare to the people that everything they had seen Jesus do, He did by the power of Satan. And they even said the only reason He can cast out demons is by the leader of the demons. Well, Jesus stood up to them, to their faces. I pointed out to you that it said he said to them, and he specified those who had said that. And he, he, he told them the, how absurd it would be for Satan to be casting out his own demons. 
But truth meant nothing to those guys. They, they were bent on nothing but maintaining their positions, uh, their dignity, th- their sway over the people through the weekly teaching that went on every Sabbath in the synagogues. So after that confrontation, Jesus suddenly changed his style in public. He began teaching in public only in parables. He spoke at least eight to twelve of them on that day, and many more. depends on how you count parables and uh, what is and what isn't a parable. And through those parables, he was beginning to reveal new information about how the kingdom program of God was going to look in light of this total rejection of the king by the people who should have embraced him. Remember, his, his message was, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And here were the ones who should have been looking forward to the Messiah saying, he's from Satan. So Jesus is explaining that now the, the kingdom of heaven won't be as you maybe thought it would be because the king won't be present. Now it's true, he, before he left, he was going to go to the cross and make atonement for the sins of his people, but it was going to be now a long time in this kingdom-building program of God that would be, instead of a king suddenly being crowned, it would be a, a long time of patient cultivating and sowing and reaping one soul at a time until a, a time of final harvest. So he was revealing those new things, but also through the parables, he was obscuring these new mysteries of the kingdom from those who rejected him. Because if you didn't have a soft, willing heart to receive the word of God, you wouldn't understand those things. And Jesus didn't explain any of the parables to his enemies, only to his, uh, his close followers. And so it was a big day. And our passage for today is going to tell us what happened at the end of the busy day. It includes a miracle unlike any Jesus had done before that time. If you've been reading ahead in Mark, then you know that this is the time that Jesus calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee when His disciples all thought they were going to die. And if you haven't been reading ahead in Mark, well, why not? Get with it. I have a wonderful outline for this passage. It's, it's not original with me. I, I'm, I'm not the first. I'm not the second. Um, I, this, it, it's such a great outline. I couldn't improve on it, so I'm shamelessly borrowing it. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. You can break it down into this. Calm before the storm. Calm during the storm. Calm after the storm. And the storm after the calm. We'll see what that is when we get there. First, the calm before the storm. Not hard to understand at all. Mark 4, 35 and 36. On that day when evening came, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. All right, so we know right when this is, that day, that busy day, when evening came, when evening came, he'd probably been at it eight or ten hours of constant 
preaching and teaching and dialogue, both in public and in private. It, it, we don't know, it's not even said because it wasn't the main point of that day. We don't know how many healings might have taken place, incidentally, uh, throughout that day. But you get the idea that every day for Jesus was extremely intense. And so he said, let us go over to the other side. That would be a, a, a boat trip of roughly five or six miles from where they were in Capernaum, diagonally to the southeast across the northern part of the Sea of Galilee. And we'll see next time where they, where they went. And Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. And notice that Mark specifies leaving the crowd. That was obviously part of what Jesus wanted to accomplish. As a matter of fact, from this turning point, for the remainder of his ministry before the cross, about another year, he spent more and more time away from the crowds, privately training the apostles and the circle of close followers. Now, our text doesn't tell us exactly what he had in mind, but it may very well be he was looking for some quiet But if you've been reading ahead, and if you haven't, why not? Uh, You also know that he is headed, when they get to the other side, for a spectacular confrontation with demons. So even if Jesus did intend to find a quieter place for just him with the apostles and his close followers, it, it wasn't going to happen. We honestly don't know if the Father... Uh, sent Jesus a weekly itinerary of where he would be and what he did. Jesus just did what the Father uh, directed him to do. So I, I think it's legitimate to think he was seeking to, uh, to be away from the crowds. And uh, he did, in a sense, get away from the crowds. Again, we'll see that next time. So it says, they took him along with them in the boat. Notice the boat, the specific boat probably the very same boat that he had been sitting in teaching the people on the shore. Most likely that boat probably was a fishing boat that belonged to either Peter or his brother Andrew or their friends James or John. Those four fishermen we know operated a significant commercial fishing enterprise there and Probably that was the boat Jesus used, and they just took him, and notice he says they took him along just as he was. They didn't go home and pack. They just, they just left from right there. And that's where the hymn, Just As I Am, Without One Plea. No, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry, that's not the one. Uh, they just left. Jesus spontaneously said, let's go over to the other side. And so um, they didn't even go home and pack. Didn't even stop off for dinner. Now, the fishermen were totally at home on the Sea of Galilee. They knew exactly what they were doing. And it wasn't a big deal for them at all to to do this. We can surmise that it was most likely a full moon because those guys didn't even bat an eye about setting out at night. And with a a full moon on a quiet lake, um, and the lake's only eight miles from the widest point east to west and 13 miles from the longest point north to south, uh, you, could, you could actually even see where you were going. And with the full moon and the stars, they would have no problem navigating. 
And we also know that it, it wasn't just the boat, that there was a, a little flotilla involved. It says, and other boats with him. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.